pass there. It'd be too late to alter course, mateys, and there'd be plundering pirates lurking in every cove, waiting to board. Sit closer together, and keep your ruddy hands in board. That'd be the best way to repel borders. And mark well me words, mateys. Dead men tell no tales. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Magic to My Ears. I'm Abby Felsinger, and this is the podcast for everything and anything Disney. Today, our topic is the swashbuckling ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Welcome, my friends, to season two of Magic to My Ears. Uh, Sorry, it was kind of a long time in coming, but here I am. And I thought it would be a good way to kick off 2020 to talk about one of my favorite rides, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, You know, why not start 2020 off on a good note, right? So um, to start with, let's talk about when the ride first opened. So uh, the classic ride opened on March 18th, 1967, just three months after Walt's death, unfortunately, and was the last ride the man himself participated in. The ride... Uh, interestingly enough, was originally thought of to be a subterranean wax museum where guests would be able to get up close and personal with villains throughout history. It was mainly going to be be about pirates, but that was the general idea. But after their success of great moments with Mr. Lincoln and It's a Small World, the team decided to incorporate a bit of both into the attraction, and thus Pirates of the Caribbean was born. Thank God. Um, I think I speak for a lot of us when I say one of the most fun things about the ride are the great lines that you can pick up on the way. Uh, for instance, me and my mom have our favorite line, which is, uh, don't tell him, Carlos, don't be cheekin'. I think it's really the inflection that makes it really hilarious. Um, you know, there's other little uh, lines as well. I'd love to hear what, what your favorite lines are. Um, you know, there's little details such as um, the my favorite parts is, of course, when you see the singing pirates near the end singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, a pirate's life for me, and the little dog singing along with them. <laughs> um, well, we actually have the famous animator Exitensio, who we talked about previously in the Haunted Mansion episode, to thank for all of that. Um, originally an animator on projects such as Dumbo and Pinocchio, Walt transferred X the attraction team and asked him to write a script for the ride, not to mention of writing the classic song, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. So X was a busy guy. Um, I actually found an old interview of X talking about what Walt had said to him. So he said, and I quote, I wondered if Walt was talking to the right guy. I had never scripted anything before, but Walt said, I know you can do this. And that's how I became a writer. So thank you, Walt, for (laughs) having X do that for us. Uh, So we owe a big round of applause to Mr. Atencio. Thank you for the laugh, sir. Now, as for the effects in the ride, say the fire scenes, which we... Sorry, that's my cat knocking things over on my desk. Um, (laughs) uh, We have the fire scene in the back, which is, you know, the little, little flames in the windows where the guy with the hats is standing. And where now we see Jack Sparrow um, looking from a barrel at the map that this other pirate is holding. Um, fun fact about those flames, using air quotes here, they're not real. They are actually used using several different um, colors of cloth. And they just wave really fast so they look like real fire. Um, we have Yale Gracie to thank for that effect. And we also talked about him in the Haunted Mansion episode as well. One of the lead Imagineers on that, excuse me. And 
it, the fire was so realistic looking that they actually called an, an Anaheim fire chief who convinced Walt to have an automatic shutoff for it in the event of a real fire. Not to mention, he thought that it looked so real that the guests might mistake it for, for a real fire and panic. That was Walt for you. Always ahead of his time in terms of effects. Not always a great thing, especially when a fire chief thinks it looks too real for guests. But it's a great effect and it works really well. And there is no real fire, like I said. It's all used with, made with cloth, um, waving very fast to make it look real. Uh, when the ride... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. <laughs> my computer is not working. There we go. Okay. Um, where is everything? I am sorry, guys. This is this is going real well, huh? Uh, let's see. Okay. When the ride was in the testing stages, there we go, um, the crew members actually rigged up a chair to push Walt through the ride at the same rate that the boats were going to go so he could see how everything was going to work and how the story would move along. Uh, this was three months before Walt's death, as I mentioned um, before. Unfortunately, he did not get to see the final product. Um, when the idea of Pirates of the Caribbean was first conceived, however, Walt was planning to have it be a walkthrough, just like as we talked about with the Haunted Mansion. And this was tested at the 1964 World's Fair. But as Walt and his crew noticed how popular the attraction was, was he decided that it would be a better idea to implement cars or boats in this case. So the ride would move a little faster and move crowds of people faster and it actually worked with the theme so he thought why not and he discovered it actually moved the story along better it went a little faster and it was a little more fluid uh when the imagineers were figuring out where to put pirates another little hurdle here they realized that there were no large spots in the park to put it but they discovered that they could actually put the classic ride in a building similar to how the haunted mansion works and they were excited about that because you could see, obviously, that it was a ride and it would say the, the title of the ride, but it didn't give anything away. So guests would be truly enchanted when they walk through to see all these, um, you know, beautiful paintings on the wall and these boats going through and the parrot greeting them. It was going to be a truly magical experience for those who, obviously, when it first opened, nobody had ever been on it before. So not be able to see the inside and then walk in and see all these amazing things. What an amazing experience. And, however, we hit a hurdle. A few weeks after the attraction opened, a real fire broke out where the fake fire breaks out in the ride. Obviously, it has nothing to do with the fake fire, but it just happened to break out there. Um, many of the animatronics were damaged by sprinklers, unfortunately. Not to mention the costumes on said animatronics. Uh, but luckily for Disney, costumer Alice Davis had ordered extra cloth... By the way, the accountants were unaware of this and had made backup costumes. Because of her, the ride was only shut down for a day instead of weeks. And fun little fact, because of this incident, now all Disney attractions are required to create three copies of all wardrobe items when a ride or character is created. Now, let's talk a little bit about the new Pirates of the Caribbean, as it were. It's gone through several refurbishments, but uh, the most current one has had some of the bigger... Um, changes yeah that's the word changes to it um but starting off uh it's pretty different from what it was when it first opened i'm sure many of you are aware of this for starters uh in 2006 they added the one and only captain jack sparrow to the beloved ride along with captain barbosa and davy jones at one point they added blackbeard which was weird um but that wouldn't be the end of the refurbishments that would be added to the boat ride in 2019 the classic 
but not always loved by a bride scene, always been kind of half and half on that, would be removed and replaced with an auction of chickens and furniture, assisted by the new ass-kicking female pirate. Sorry if I cursed a little bit. Just didn't know how else to describe her because she's really cool. Um, over the years, Disney has worked really hard to replace offensive scenes in Pirates of the Caribbean to comedic ones, such as instead of the pirate chasing a woman around her house, it has been changed to a woman wielding a broom chasing the pirate around her home instead. But that wasn't cutting it in terms of offensiveness still in the ride, and thus our new friend was born. Um, I'm a little half and half on this. I will say I know it's offensive, but it just, it's such a classic line, we wants the redhead. It, it's really classic and I just I just got used to it I guess but I do like the new pirate she's really cool and um the voice the voice is great it's perfect and it does you know it's it's not that big of a deal and it really helps with the whole non-offensiveness going on because there was a lot of you know like I said before pirates chasing women around their houses to you know god knows why and then it was, I think it was replaced instead of him going after her, it was more going after like food, like she'd have bread in her hand, but that didn't cut it either. So then they replaced it with her chasing him around instead, which you can see clearly now. But in terms of the newest refurbishment, I really does, I really do think it helps with the whole non-offensive aspect to pirates because it's already kind of a racy topic, you know, pirates and all, because, you know, the, the, what's the word? the the idea behind them is there so you have those darker kind of th thoughts about pirates so it's it's nice to have this kind of like fun aspect to it that's a little bit more you know it's the feminist movement which i love so i'm i'm for it i will miss little aspects as i said before but it is in the end it it works better but all in all um the ride is you know it's it's changed but there's still the classic things that are left, like the skeleton in the bed and the treasure room. The one thing that I do love that they that they brought back, which they had replaced before with Davy Jones, which I wasn't always the biggest fan of with the water screen, with the mist. They used to have, in the early 2000s, um, they had you going through just a dark cavern before you got to the scene with the two boats, and it would just have um, the, the guy repeating over and over again, dead men tell no tales and sure it was creepy as all heck but it really kept the aesthetic of it and I liked that instead of just Davy Jones and they brought that back so that made me really happy because <laughs> I have the original um Pirates of the Caribbean uh, CD that's a really old sentence but I have that CD and I used to listen to it all the time and I'd hear that part of it and sure again it's really creepy but it's perfect for the aesthetic of Pirates. Uh, let's take a quick break, and I'll be right back with some fun facts. Alright, welcome back. Let's talk about some fun facts about our favorite ride. Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to be biased, but I will. Uh, let's start with the fact that it cost $15 million to build New Orleans Square. $8 million of it used to build Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, this actually made me laugh. The voice of the auctioneer before the ride was remodeled to the new female pirate, you know, the guy that would say, uh, shift your cargo, dearie. Uh, he was voiced by the same guy who voiced the Pillsbury Doughboy, which is an interesting thing to think about. I don't really want to hear the Pillsbury Doughboy saying those things. It's creepy. 
Um, and Thurl Ravenscroft, uh, the voice of Tony the Tiger, is also heard in many of the characters' voices, such as uh, the accordion player, who is, again, with the pirates who are singing uh, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for Me, and the pirate hanging from the lamppost near the end, where Jack Sparrow now is in the barrel. Uh, there are over 120 audio animatronics, and again, over 120. It's not, there's a lot of animatronics in there. <laughs> Um, the film characters that were added to the ride, Jack Sparrow, Barbosa, um, missing Davy Jones, and Blackbeard, they were all voiced by the original actors, which is charming. Uh, the water for most of the ride is actually only about waist deep, which is nice to know that nobody's going to drown. Uh, the canal is 1,838 feet long, which is about one and one-third laps around a quarter-mile track. And the ride contains, wait for it, about 750,000 gallons of water, which I guess makes sense if you think about it, but still, that's a lot of water to just be going at all times. So to think about that for a minute. Anyway, um, those are about all the fun facts I have. I can tell you a little bit about the Hidden, hidden Mickeys, excuse me, but I kind of want to save that for the Hidden Mickey episode, but I can tell you like one, uh, the big one that most people know about because it's pretty easily spottable is um, at the end when you're going up the hill, um, which has uh, Jack Sparrow, you know, sitting in the chair with all the treasure around him. Uh, there are these three barrels that are being held over the pirates shooting at each other from the cannons, and that's in the shape of a Mickey head. Um, it's pretty easily spottable. There's not much I can really tell you about it that's not already obvious. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, which I doubt you haven't, but if you haven't, look for it next time. Uh, there's supposed to be a hidden Mickey on a suit of armor. I think I saw it once, but it's really hard to see because it's really only easy. It, you can only really see it if you're stopped at the end, which you usually are, but it has to be for longer than like a second. Um, and it's the suits of armor that are hanging behind the pirate uh, behind the pirate on the if you're facing them on the left side it's behind him. there's three there's three little um chest plates of armor and one of them i think it's the middle one has a mickey in the crest i think that's all the hidden mickeys that i actually know about so there you go um to conclude this very quick episode um pirates of the caribbean i believe like disneyland will never really be completed and that's kind of the way I like it. I mean, it's always fun to see new things added, whether it be the big, the big one, like the new woman pirate, or small, like a little octopus holding a treasure chest, which is delightful and is there. I'll tell you where. Um, he's actually right where I said that the Davy Jones used to be in the little water screen. He's off to this little corner of this little cove and just this little octopus. He's he's pretty small and he's sitting on this, I think he's sitting on it, on this treasure chest and he has like a pearl necklace wrapped around his tentacle and he's just like moving up and down. You can't see me obviously, but I'm acting it out for my own pleasure, I guess. Um, he's moving up and down with all the jewels on his tentacles. He's adorable. Um, so he's delightful. But um, yeah, so the next time you are at Disneyland, I think you should stop by um, our favorite pirate-filled ride, because it's really a delight. As I mentioned before, I think in the last episode, it's always a fun place to just, if you're really tired or really hot, it's really nice to just sit in the air conditioning and relax for a good five, six minutes, <laughs> just like the Haunted Mansion. But this one has water, so it's even better. A um, couple little things I want to add before we conclude, since we have a little bit more time. 
I don't, I'd love to hear if any of you guys have the similar experience, but I do think that Disney, I'm sure this is not just me, but I think that a lot of Disney rides actually have their own smell to them. And one of my favorite smells is the Pirates of the Caribbean water. Don't know why. Just always been a thing. Uh, especially when you first get in, in the, you know, the swamp area with the guy playing the banjo. There's something about that area that smells really good. And I actually have a candle that's that's supposed to smell like the ride. Um, I should have brought it up here in my studio, as it were. Um, but it's awesome. Anyway, I, the Pirates of the Caribbean, I know I'm rambling now, but it's a great ride. <laughs> I think you forget how great a ride of it it is until you get on it again because it's always it's a little bit gets caught in that ride of like I don't want to wait an hour for Pirates Caribbean I don't want to wait 20 minutes for Pirates you know I've been on it a million times but you know we always save time for like you know Indiana Jones and Splash Mountain and all those rides and we never really think to just hop on Pirates every once in a while um but it's truly one of my little pleasures at Disneyland uh so I think that's the end of this episode I know it's very short but I really there wasn't a whole lot that I could find that was about the actual like building of pirates it was more about you know who helped and how some of it was made like i i did i forget to i forgot to mention that the boats are actually pulled by a conveyor belt underneath which i'm pretty sure most of us know because you can feel it when you're in the boat but that's really it i mean i really couldn't find anything about you know how long it took to build and stuff like that there i don't think there's a lot of you know it's a big ride but it's not as big as like you know haunted mansion has a ton it has a big fan base, so there's a lot about there's a lot more about Haunted Mansion and things like that. But if I learn anything else, I will make a part two to this episode. And um, once again, as I always say, please contact me. <laughs> Nobody has yet. I'd love to hear from you guys. And again, you don't have to send me a voice message if you're shy, or if you want to send me a voice message but don't want it to be on the show, just let me know. And I'll just say, oh, so-and-so said this, and I want to answer that question. Or if you don't want me to use your name, I'll just say... One of the listeners said this, and you'll know who you are, but you don't need the rest of the world to know. So please, um, please follow me on Instagram at magic to my ears, which is dots in between each word and a lowercase m. I realize I didn't correct that the last time. It's not an uppercase m, it's lowercase. And you can follow my personal Instagram as well, which is bunnygirl1995, all lower ca- lower caps. That doesn't make any sense. All lowercase. <laughs> And again, on my anchor, if you do want to send me a voice message, if you do want to get on the show, now it's time to do it because I have nobody contacting me. So odds are you will get on. Um, I'd love to hear any questions you have, anything you'd like to hear from me, um, any experiences you have, any facts that I missed. Please correct me if I did because I don't want to be spouting wrong information. Um, If you know more than I do, please let me know. (laughs) Um, If there's a ride you want me to talk about or a movie or... Um, really anything Disney related, um, movies, songs, uh, TV shows, rides, just the parks in general, characters. I'll talk about anything as long as it's Disney related, which also counts obviously for Marvel, Pixar, and, um, uh, Star Wars. So let me know. And, uh, I want to promise you that the next, um, podcast will be up sooner than this one was. I hope it will be. Um, so I hope you guys all had a wonderful New Year's and a wonderful holiday season. And I will see you next time. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.